You're listening to a Stranger podcast now with 100% less Adam Carolla. If you're stuck in a relationship quandary, or if you're looking for sexual harmony, well, there's nothing you can't ask on the Savage Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to the podcast. There's been a lot of talk in the last couple of weeks since Christine O'Donnell won the Republican nomination for a U.S. Senate seat in Delaware, for Joe Biden's Senate seat in Delaware, about her anti-masturbation platform, her squeaky clean anti-masturbation platform. She was an anti-masturbation fundamentalist Christian whack job activist in the 90s. She's currently a fundamentalist Christian whack job Tea Party activist, U.S. Senate candidate with no hope of being elected, fingers crossed. In Delaware, the Republican Party's in turmoil because they think she's unelectable, and she may be. And of course, what everyone is asking me about and what's lighting up the the sex blogs in the world are her comments in 1996 about why masturbation is wrong. Let's play some of her comments for you, and let's unpack them. Let's discuss Christine O'Donnell's anti-masturbation platform in case, uh, you know, bitch gets elected to the U.S. Senate and... We're going to start to feel like the gun nuts. You know, the gun nuts are always saying, oh, they're coming for my guns. Oh, my God, they're coming for my right hand and my box of Kleenex and my crusty towels and my dirty socks. Too bad uh right to be left alone when you want to rub one out isn't there in the Second Amendment or the First Amendment or the Eleventh Amendment. Anyway, here's what Christine O'Donnell had to say about masturbation to address sexuality with young people and masturbation is part of sexuality but it is important to discuss this from a moral point of view the bible says that lust in your heart is committing adultery so you you can't masturbate without lust you're going to be pleasing each other and if he already knows what pleases him and he can please himself then why am i in the picture Indeed, why are you in the picture? That is the question that a lot of Delaware Republicans are asking themselves today because they've blown – the Republican electorate, the Tea Party activists in Delaware have blown what looked like an easy pickup for the GOP. And for that, Tea Party activists, we lefties and progressives and masturbators. Thank you. Now, addressing her comments specifically, when Christina O'Donnell – you know, it's all about God and what it says in the Bible. Think about the Bible. And then what comes out at the end is what's really going on. She's threatened. The dick is for her. She's a cockhound. That dick is my dick. I don't want you touching it. It's really what she's saying to her potential future spouse, right? You don't need me if you can get yourself off. A line of argument that really doesn't stand up to any scrutiny whatsoever at all. If dudes masturbating knew how to pleasure themselves to such an extent that they had no need for actual sex partners, they had no need for real women in real time or real men in real time, wouldn't our species have gone extinct about 800 zillion years ago considering that we've been masturbating forever? I know how to please myself. I know how to rub one out. I'm sure Christine, if you could get her drunk in a moment of candor, would tell you that she knows how to please herself too. And yet I still lust in my heart and my other parts for actual sex partners in real time. But what Christine is saying and what is so evidently true of so much of the anti-sex activism that comes out of the right is that she is just an insecure, easily threatened bag of slop who doesn't understand jack shit about human sexuality. It's not about what God wants. It's about what Christine wants. 
What she wants to be for her partner is the be-all and end-all controlling, castrating mama figure. Because she's so threatened by his sexual autonomy. And the idea of a lot of Christian marriage is that neither partner has any sexual autonomy. That you are one flesh. And that's my dick. And that's just not how real adult human sexuality works or real adult functional sexual relationships function. I guess it all really comes back to that definition of Puritanism. The fear that someone somewhere is enjoying himself brought into marriage. The fear that my boyfriend or my husband is somewhere else enjoying himself without me. Really, she needs to uh, move to Great Britain and marry a flipper baby thalidomide victim. If that's her primary concern, maybe a little suggestion there. I don't know if Christine O'Donnell is single. She certainly deserves to be. But a savage love reader wrote me today and uh, had a suggestion. And I think it's a good one. and We might want to do this. The time has come for you, the reader addressing me says, to use your influence to pick a day between now and the November election and declare it masturbate to Christine O'Donnell Day in either the state of Delaware or the entire United States of America or the world. If there needs to be a male equivalent, so be it. This needs to happen. If you are the, and you are the only guy who can do it. I think what we should do is declare every day between now and election day, masturbate to Christine O'Donnell Day. Unless you're gay uh, and you don't want to masturbate to Christine O'Donnell. But I think what you should do is uh, perhaps mop up with an image of Christine O'Donnell from the New York Times. Your call's in a minute, but but just quickly, one final thought about Christine O'Donnell. Sharon Angle, who's running against Harry Reid in Nevada, got into some trouble because she's you know proposed a Second Amendment solution to the problem that she perceives in the U.S. Congress, which people took as a not-too-veiled threat of violence. And she also said she wanted to take out Harry Reid, that she and her activists were going to take him out. And some people objected to that kind of militaristic, you know, quasi-threatening language from a gun nut. And she said she just meant that politically, like defeat him at the polls. I think we need to rub out Christine O'Donnell. We are going to rub her out. Not in the like mob hit sense and not really even in the masturbatory sense. We're not going to like ejaculate Christine O'Donnell. I can't fire her out of my nuts. But we're going to rub her out at the polls politically. We're going to rub her out of office, ladies and gentlemen. Good people of Delaware, it's up to you. Only you. Listeners in Delaware have the power to rub out a Christine O'Donnell this November. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash savage. This episode is brought to you by adamandeve.com, where you can find over 18,000 adult entertainment products for every lifestyle. To receive 50% off most any item, plus a free gift with most purchases, please visit adamandeve.com and enter SAVAGE at checkout. Hi, Dan. My name's Allie, and I sent you an email uh, a few months ago and never heard a response. And, And again, an issue has come up for me in your podcast. And that is that every time I hear you talk about female sexuality, I cringe. You get a lot right, okay? I'll give you that. But you you seem to conclude that every woman will like cock or vagina, but not at the same time. And so I like that you say that female sexuality is fluid. You've, you've definitely got that right. It changes. Thank you. Thank you. So many people don't get this. But next time, can 
when you get a confused lesbian that calls, will you please propose the possibility that said woman could be bisexual or queer or otherwise attracted to multiple genitals or genders? Um, I really feel like you just leave out the bisexual option altogether. And it doesn't have to be one or the other. And so I want to make a suggestion that you do a special show dedicated to bisexuality on Bisexuality Day, which is September 23rd, and um, interview people who are bisexual or talk about it or get some professional on. I don't know. Do something because I'm really tired of, like, this invisibility of bisexuals and biphobia that persists within queer communities and, you know, this, the heterosexual mainstream like, please, bisexuals exist. Thank you. Oi, 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 oi. A couple of weeks ago, I was the gay devil who was not doing enough to promote lesbian visibility. And now I'm the, you know, gay devil who's not doing enough to promote bisexual visibility. I believe that bisexuals are visible. They're certainly audible. And we get lots of calls from them. So in honor of bisexuality... Visibility Day, which we missed. It was last week. We apologize. I I have some bisexual friends, and I laid eyes on them last week. I visualized them. They were complete. They were not translucent, my bi friends, last week. Thank God. It's only one week a year. They're like Brigadoon. Bisexuals, you can only see them once a week. Once a year, they, they emerge out of the mist like Brigadoon. All right, Bisexuality Visibility Week. Yay! We're going to declare this week at Savage Lovecast Bisexuality Visibility Week. We're only going to take questions from bisexuals. We're going to discriminate against lesbians. Now I'm going to get calls from the lesbians about how I contributed to lesbian invisibility by viciously excluding all calls from lesbians from this installment of the Lovecast. And to them, I apologize. And I'm promoting gay invisibility and straight invisibility. Only questions from bisexuals. But you know what? Be careful what you wish for. Because when you go and you cherry pick all the questions from one certain type of person, the impression that you will all be left with at the end of the show is that bisexuals are really fucked up. All right, here we go. Hey, Dan. I enjoy your podcast. I'm having trouble figuring out what it is that I even am. I'm 48 years old, and I've pretty well come to grips with with what I am. But when I was growing up, I always felt like I was in the wrong body. I really did always feel like that. Should have been a girl. I wish I'd been a girl. Uh, when I was a teenager, I cross-dressed a lot, but um, but I never really had the had the whatevers to go for it and to do that. You know, I'm I'm bisexual, but I've always sort of identified with submissive women. Um, I love being with guys, but I also sometimes see a dominatrix and. She's, you know, very rewarding to me. And on, on the one hand, I've kind of made peace with myself, being a sort of effeminate old queen, as 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 it were. But um, but that doesn't even really describe me either, because I'm married, and you know, I work in an industry that's full of straight guys, and and I get along with them. I, you know, I've grown up like this. And so my question is. Do I have to go through the rest of my life feeling like a platypus, like there's nothing else in the world out there like me? Or is there some place that deep down transgender 
submissive bisexuals uh, can can get together and be with other people that that understand them. Boy, if there was a place like that, I sure would love it. Thanks. You're not alone feeling the way that you feel, and you aren't the only perhaps toyed with trans or fetishized uh, the feminine so extraordinarily that, you know, for a while you believed you were born in the wrong body or believing that or thinking about that turned you on and that led you to believe it or, or think about it even more, turn over in your head even more. But you're definitely not alone. Um, there are a lot of submissive by flirted with trans cross-dressing, even trans guys out there that, uh, the more people there are in a given location, the likely you are to run in to another guy like you. Since it sounds, and I'm, you know, inferring something perhaps from your dialect, it sounds like, or your accent, it sounds like you probably don't live in a big city. I would encourage you to get online and go to fetlife.com, F-E-T-L-I-F-E.com, which is a free social network for the BDSM and fetish community. It's huge. Most people who are kinky aren't kinky just the way you're kinky, but most people who are kinky aren't kinky just the way most other people are kinky. The kink community is really a collection of, you know, tons of different kinds of kinks and kinky people who perhaps, you know, feel an affinity and create a culture and a community online and offline if the city's big enough uh, because of their shared experience of being sexual minorities. Even if when they're straight, they can feel like sexual minorities. If you go to FetLife.com, there are other cross-dressing, kinky, bisexual, submissive, flirted with trans dudes on FetLife right now. I'm looking at a couple of them right now. You just have to reach out and find your community, but it is out there. Hi, Dan. Um, I have a question for you. As a married guy, well, I've, I've got two problems here. Uh, one, uh, uh, my son was born about a year and a half ago, and uh, since then, it's sex pretty much dried up i um you know i figured there would be you know quite a bit of that in the first few months we were both exhausted but as things go on it's still about once a month sometimes once every other month uh, i'm getting pretty frustrated and that brings me to my second point uh i've kind of turned to porn and i've been looking at you know some stuff that's a bit edgy i like uh um a website called kink.com and, uh, you know, I've, I've also been watching some, uh, you know, transgendered porn, uh, you know, some of the she-male things. Uh, my wife caught me. Uh, she's afraid that I'm, you know, closet and closet case. And, you know, I, I don't know what to tell her. I'm, I'm a little bit afraid myself that I have these fantasies and I don't know what that means. And I don't know if it's just because I'm not getting enough at home. So anyways, uh, thanks again. Hope you can help. Tranny porn, shemale porn, both offensive terms that I'm not supposed to use. I'm just uh, echoing your use of them and reprimanding you at the same time for using those offensive terms. But shemale porn, tranny porn, it's not a gay carcinogenic. It's not like you're exposed to that and uh, then the gay cancer spreads through your body until you're totally a cocksucker. Um, you are responding to tranny porn because I believe that you are and perhaps always have been just a bit bi as the earlier caller the Bisexuality Visibility Day police caller earlier said, uh, female sexuality is very fluid and a lot of women are bi and a lot of women respond both to male and female bodies and gay and straight sex. 
Uh, and then, you know, a lot of them settle on identities that then may shift over time uh, as their tastes shift or what they really need at any given time shifts. Guys tend to be more fixed. But a lot of guys uh, are discovering, thanks to the tranny female porn boom, that they have a little touch of the buy too, but it is kind of fixed. And here's what a lot of uh, straight guys are discovering. They like dick. They like their own dicks, certainly, but they actually like dick all by itself, particularly if that dick is attached to a convincing female body, which it is in the best female porn. Does that make you gay? Well, no. I don't know any gay people. We get no calls from gay people. None of my gay friends, not my gay self, not my gay husband. Watch tranny porn. Tranny porn is made for straight guys, for straight identified guys and 98% straight guys. For straight guys who like women, who love women, who love tits, who like women's bodies, who like pussy most of the time, but also like dick. Their own and somebody else's every once in a while, so long as it is not attached to a man or a man's body. So are you gay? No. Did you catch you know, gay cancer after being exposed to a gay carcinogen in the form of tranny porn? No. What you need to tell the wife is you've just got a little like sliver of the bi, just like she perhaps does, and that male sexuality isn't 100% anything, just like female sexuality isn't always 100% anything. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One audiobook to consider is Republican Gamora, Inside the Movement That Shattered the Party by the ass-kicking kick-ass Max Blumenthal. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash savage. That's audiblepodcast.com slash savage. Hi, Dan. Um, I am a 20-something lesbian, and <laughs> I have an odd situation I'm in, but I'm trying to decide whether or not to confront. Um, I recently made this friend. Um, we were internet friends. We became real-life friends, which is not something I normally do. And we hung out at, like, Gosh, at this point, like maybe ten times, maybe half of those just one on one, and I found out that she thinks we're dating. Um, there's no reason for her to think we're dating, um, and this is like after we hung, like been one on one like six times. So in theory, she thinks we're dating. There would have been six dates. I've mapped this out. Okay, there would have been six dates if she thought that we've been dating, and we haven't kissed. I think we hugged once, and it was like an A-frame pelvises away platonic hug and I think once I like put my hand on her knee like that's literally all the physical contact we've had and I didn't know I didn't think we were dating um we didn't discuss we were dating we didn't call anything we were doing dates um we weren't really flirting I hung out with her with other friends and they think it's absolutely insane that she thought we were dating in fact everyone thinks she's straight she says she's bi um but we discovered through uh, drinking games, just never have I ever, that she's only kissed a girl while at least one of them were drunk, which is okay, whatever. I mean, if that's the amount of experience you have with a girl, doesn't mean you don't get to date girls. But she's not totally innocent. Like, she's got stories about sleeping with girls, da 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 da, and she vaguely references ex girlfriends, not as specifically she references ex boyfriends who she doesn't stop talking about. 
Um, but yeah, so, hey, no one really believes she's bisexual. I give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure she's bisexual, but, I mean, come on. <laughs> and B, she, her, her, friends of hers who I've been introduced to, I realized they thought we were dating because, you know, they were on the phone at the party. They're like, oh, so-and-so isn't here yet. You should come, so-and-so, because girls whose name I'm not going to say in her other half her hair. I was like, wait, what? Other half? And she doesn't correct them. And then she says, says, says other things like, oh, I saw so-and-so I'm dating a girl, and they were like, about damn time. And I was like, wait, what? Who? Me? No. No. And I haven't said anything. I should say something, but I don't really know how to say something, because she's fun. Like, I would like to be her friend, and I might have considered dating her. Maybe she would have told you herself that she believed you were dating. She's told all her friends that she believes that you two are dating. If she could have gotten a word in edgewise. Had to cut you off there. The problem is really simple. She has a false notion of the, you know, parameters of your relationship. And all you have to do is tell her that you are not dating and you don't know how she got that impression and you're sorry and you didn't mean to hurt her or if you did anything to mislead her or make you think you were dating, you apologize. But just to, like, clear the air and settle the matter, you and I are not an item. The end. Very simple. Very simple. But you got to call her and tell her. There's no way, you know, if she's, like, some sort of delusional fantasist, who wants to have an imaginary girlfriend and she cast you in that role and ran around telling people that you were dating, she's going to get hurt when you yank back uh, her imaginary girlfriend in the form of yourself. You can't help that. There's no way to avoid hurting the delusional fantasist. Uh, She needs to get hurt in this instance to uh, get over it, meaning misappropriating friends and relabeling them as girlfriends and presenting them that way to other people. Uh, And she needs to date people she's going to date and she ain't gonna date you looking to spice things up in the bedroom fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie well here's an offer you won't be able to resist go to adamandeve.com for a limited time only you'll get 50 percent off just about any item and that's not all there's more you'll also receive three free adult dvds plus a free extra gift plus free shipping on your entire order check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer That's adamandeve.com and enter Savage at checkout. Hi, Dan. I have a question regarding the fluidity of men's versus women's sexuality. Uh, I'm in a relationship with a guy who's bisexual and I am also bisexual. I have had sex with women and was in a relationship with a woman um, for a year. I'm more attracted to men, but obviously I'm also attracted to women. Um, My boyfriend and I initially hooked up, and it was supposed to be a one-night stand. I met him through a friend, and I already knew he was actively getting blowjobs and room jobs from men. That's his preferred sex with men, never anal. He's not even really interested in anal with me. He basically likes getting serviced by twinks, and he's very particular that they be pretty, hairless, and have nice feet. Women have to have nice feet as well. Um, In terms of sex, he likes being serviced, period. He likes sitting on my face, sitting on twinks' faces, Uh, And he likes me sitting on his face a lot, actually. Penetration actually seems to be on the bottom of his sexual totem pole. Before we even fucked, we had a two-hour drunken conversation about our uh, experiences being bi. It was a pretty amazing conversation. We told each other everything about our past sexual experiences. And this conversation, I think, led us to meeting again, and the one-night stand turned into a relationship. 
However, the whole men are not as fluid as women in terms of their sexuality synopsis um, haunts me consistently. We have great rough sex. I'm turned on by the fact that he likes getting serviced by men, turned on by the idea of him fucking me while a guy rims him, and he's turned on by the idea of me with women, but I'm also deeply afraid due to the binary that's been laid out in terms of men versus women's sexuality that he's just gay. So I wanted to know just how unfluid you think a man's sexuality actually is, and perhaps this is just me being homophobic. Your boyfriend oh, eats your yeah. pussy, yes? Yes. And he puts his face right in there, and it makes his dick hard. I believe so, yes. He is a not gay. <laughs> he is not what? gay. <laughs> Why? That is like Why the least gay a- thing a man can do. Okay, it- please explain to me why that is. Gay men don't eat pussy. Okay, I have to contradict that. Can I Can I do that? Is it possible? You know you are talking to a gay man, but go ahead. I, okay, contradict fine. away. So I went to grad school at Berkeley, which you know is one of the more queer, radical places, and I had many gay men go down on me when we were drunk, but still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but you think they did this just... I had sex with women in uh, high school, one girl at college, we kind of messed around. There is a little, like, cross-identity play in college where people see what they can do. And in high school, you know, they, they, they want to appall themselves, basically. I this actually think... in grad school with people in their 30s. Don't contradict me. <laughs> and what are grad what are grad students but people who never got out of college or high school? They're just it's an okay, extended I'll adolescence. They're still exploring. And you know, as lines increasingly blur, you know, we used to it used to be a lot more binary to use your word. People used to like pick teams and it was a little bit more fraught. And I think, you know, increasingly what's happening, you know, is you're seeing more heteroflexible people. And you're seeing some more gay flexibles out there who are like, I'm gay and I'm into men, but, you know, every once in a while, like, to mess around with a woman is, you know, it's like wrestling with a bear. It's interesting. It's not something I want to do every day, right? Right, yeah. But I actually think... Those are my friends. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I've met gay guys like that. And and part of them are... Part of when I talk to the gay guys I've known who are like, oh, I've eaten pussy, because I've known a couple, is it's like they're talking about bungee jumping or something. (laughs) <laughs> like they they did this extreme sport, dude. Like, yeah, I ate a pussy, and like, yeah, I just wanted to see what it was all about, and you know, is that something I can do all the time, right? Actually, you know, I will say to my uh, partner's um, defense, I'm really discouraging of him doing it because he's not great at it. <laughs> but he's <laughs> which may have something I'm... to do with his. Uh, his whole like being serviced thing that this mm-hmm. thing about his sexuality that he likes to be you know the focus or the one who's being done um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and being tended and to but I think I think what you need to look at and, and it's in the beginning of your call I think the reassuring thing about his sexuality that that points me away from any conclusion that he is secretly gay is the femininity factor with the dudes he's attracted to that he's into Feminine kind of boys, hairless, a little girly, right? Yeah. He likes pretty femme boys. Yes. And he likes women. Yes. But his, he's very particular. The women have to be brown like me. It's very odd. He has very specific tastes, but it doesn't sound like he's too into dudes or into men. And there is something... He likes dudes because he says it's liberatory, it's rough, there's no frills. You know, with women it's all... 
you know, he feels shy around women. He can't hit on them. I'm the one who's like, let's fuck. You know, I'm really aggressive. Um, otherwise, he wouldn't approach. Men are easy. Me. Like, if a guy is bi, and there are bi guys out there, and if a guy is bi, like, I have a really close bi friend, Eric. Hey, Eric, if you're listening. And he, you know, the last few years has primarily had sex with men just because it's so much easier to have sex with men. That's what he said. It's easier to get men into bed. It's easier to find men who want to fuck you. Men are more direct. He can have rougher sex with men out of the gate because men like rough sex. And he doesn't have to feel like a sexist pig when he's doing it. He's been damaged by porn, which is what he's been told by some girls that he got a little... Yeah, asked, he didn't. He didn't just spring it on them. He asked to get a little rough and tumble, and they were like, "Oh my god, that's sexist." And he goes, "All right, I'll just do it to guys then." <laughs> and so then it's not my sexist. other other question of advice for you uh, to you is about me. So we, I put us in such a precarious position. Now he feels like like he has to prove his heterosexuality to me every time we have sex. Now I feel bad. Mm-hmm. How do I mend that? Time. Not his heterosexuality, but his desire for me, because this whole thing has become such a haunting mess, you know, with the whole no bisexual men, bisexual women, and I am. We did do this little tryst with the girl, which was really fun. So, well, the whole there's no the, the whole there is no bisexual men thing comes from a couple of studies where they showed in 2005, yeah, yeah, where they showed sure. images of men and women to guys who were bi, and they responded to one or the other, but not both, and that has led some people to conclude that there's no no real bi guys out there. But that's in a lab and flashing images at people. In the real world, there are bi guys out there because I've fucked them, and so have you. And we know <laughs> okay. they exist. Visual it may be an apocryphal crap. story, but the whole, like, scientist said the bumblebee couldn't fly and the bumblebee kept flying, right? Right. Science told us in one study that none of the guys who were in the lab that day were bi, and therefore there was no such thing as a bi guy. And yet... Out right. in the and real world, we keep fucking and finding black, bi guys. Black people, and has always been wrong. So, yeah, I know. I mean, the whole hot and hot Venus and black male sexuality. Yeah, I know. Well, you have actually reassured me. You are my sex guru. The Thank proof you. is in the eating of pussy. Yeah, he likes it when I sit on his face. It and really the hardness like, of like, his dick. You know, kind of suffocates him. him He's it. obviously a very kinky, interesting, fun, fucked up, and I use fucked up in the sex positive sense, guy. Yes, Would you rather be with somebody who was totally vanilla and didn't have all these interesting... No, I mean, I dated someone for seven years that was vanilla. My girlfriend was vanilla. This is what is attractive and wonderful about Then enjoy yeah. it and stop questioning it. And, you know, he may feel insecure for a while because you said, are you really gay? And it's not necessarily that he feels insecure. He knows what's going on in his head. He worries that you're worried. And so now he's overcompensating. Let him overcompensate for a while. You were worried. Why shouldn't he overcompensate for a while? Okay. And then you guys will begin to relax again. Okay. Well, I appreciate you calling me back. I truly do. I uh, appreciate you taking my call. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Dan. Bye. Hey, Dan. I'm a 35-year-old, for the most part, straight guy. Um, however, uh, in recent days, I... Guess you could say I have the desire to suck cock. Um, started about maybe six months ago. Actually, probably longer than that. But I was able to discuss it with a friend of mine about six months ago. Um, been friends with him for a long time. Uh, we've never had any kind of sexual contact prior. Actually, I haven't to this point either. But I uh, have been in the uh, position to see his cock um, fully hard and. 
um, in doing so, have had the desire to suck on his cock. Um, and discussing that with him, he agreed to let me and actually thought that it would be nice to suck my cock as well. Um, at this point, we haven't yet. But I have a few questions on this front. Uh, first of all, any tips you could give me, so to speak? Um, I've actually never sucked a cock. I do obviously know what I enjoy when I'm getting my cock sucked, but uh, I would imagine it's different when you're giving it. So uh, that's one. And I guess the actually second part uh, of the story and uh, brings up the second question here. Uh, the second part of the story is that I find myself uh, wanting to suck more than just his cock. Although I have also not done that or uh, had anyone else uh, to tell them that. Um, like uh, I go to the gym and when I'm showering, I'm uh, hoping to see another guy's cock and sometimes you do and uh, you know, you... Well, I have the desire to suck it. Um, so my question now is, am I bi, looking mean bi, um, or do I just have a percentage of gay in me? Your call instigated a lot of controversy here at Savage Love Incorporated because I thought you said that you had a desire to suck off his cock. And the tech savvy at risk youth insisted that what you actually said was to suck on his cock. And I wanted to point out that it is, you know, you suck someone off, but you don't suck off someone's cock because that would hurt. But they played it for me over and over again. And they insist that you didn't say suck off his cock. You said suck on his cock. And I'm going to defer to the cock sucking wisdom of the tech savvy at risk youth because they are younger and spryer and have better hearing than I do. And just I'm going to drop that. I'm not even going to address it. All right. Any tips? We'll answer your first question first. Any tips? You put put it in your mouth and suck on it and see how it goes. This occasion that you had to see his hard cock, I don't know what kind of occasion that might be. I have lots of gay friends and there aren't many occasions just to see their cocks. I never see my like friends who I'm not fucking or people I don't have a sexual relationship with. I never see their hard cocks on occasions. It's my daughter's christening. Here's my hard cock. Like, what was the occasion where you guys, like, hauled out your dicks? It's a formal affair, this occasion. Let me see your hard cock. How does that work? Anyway, tips. Wrap your fist around the base of it because you can make it shorter and then you can bob your head up and down. Uh, You can get it all the way back in your throat uh, very gradually and slowly. Remember to breathe. Breathe through your nose. If you have uh, a gag reflex reaction, don't be shy. Just retch a little bit, pull it back out. You have to learn where you know, your trip is, where that point is where you're going to have a, have a retch, have a gag reflex reaction uh, to the dick in your mouth. Uh, you can push your lips down and raise your tongue up and kind of pull your jaw open a little bit while bringing in the soft fleshy bits to keep your teeth out of the way. Other than that, you know, everybody's different. People like to have their cocks sucked in different ways. You, having had your cock sucked off on several occasions by ladies, you know how you like it. The expert on how to suck your buddy's cock would be your buddy. And you guys should communicate. Obviously, you're already communicating about hypothetically sucking each other's cocks. Once you are sucking each other's cocks, you can continue to communicate. He can tell you how he likes it, what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and make helpful suggestions. Now, are you bi or dot, dot, dot? 
are you bi or are you suffocating and there's oxygen in his balls? Why do you want to suck him off? I think it might be bi. I love how you phrase, like, to avoid identifying yourself as a little bit bi, you instead say maybe you're a little bit gay. Well, that is, of course, what bi is, mostly straight with a little, like, touch of the gay. You have a touch of the gay, which makes you bisexual, at least orally bisexual. Enjoy. Uh, hi, Dan. Um, my name is George, and I just listened to your podcast, episode 201, where you gave advice to this 18-year-old girl to uh, break up with her boyfriend because he swears he's not gay, but he acts very gay, especially when he has no inhibitions. So um, I can identify with this guy because I'm super straight. Nothing gets the veins popping out of my cock like a girl, and I get really attracted to girls. Like, I'm really attracted to girls. Like, it doesn't even make sense. But... um, I have kids, guys. I have had a threesome with a guy, and it is kind of erotic to have another guy's dick in a girl while my dick is in her, but um, I am not attracted to guys. Like, there's no way. Like, I've thought about guys a lot, naked, whatever, and I have not had my dick move at all. Like, any way, not to the left, not to the right, no way. But um, I have been accused by at least... Uh, four of my girlfriends of being gay because of how open I am sexually. Like, there's, um, I'm just open about it. There's no, like, barrier in my mind with that. Um, you know, and there's a guy, he's a body, he has lips, and sometimes, like, there's situations where I've made out with him. Like, uh, like, I don't consider myself gay at all. And, like, yeah, so... I don't think that you gave this girl a fair chance and fair advice. Like, she should have maybe explored why he acts like that first, and then if she got to the point where she's like, he wants cock in his mouth, then to break up with him. But to break up with him first and then explore that option, I really don't think it's fair. Okay, listen. <laughs> I'm totally on your yeah. side on, you know, there's nothing necessarily gay or really even bi about you getting off on having a three-way and having your dick in a woman when some other guy has a dick in a woman. There's certainly an aspect to heterosexual male sexuality that responds to that sort of group camaraderie, buds, bros before hoes, sexuality. There's, you know, tons of gangbang porn out there for straight men where there's one woman and many dudes and there's not a, very much porn featuring one dude and many women. So there's something about heterosexual male sexuality that responds to that. You know, some of that porn is vicious and it's about degradation of women, but not all of it. And I wouldn't even say the majority of it. So there's something that that porn taps into that, of course, you experienced yourself in those two yeah. dudes three ways. So I'm totally with you that you don't have to be by doing all that until you get drunk and make out with a guy. And then I'm like, huh? <laughs> Yeah, no, but because, like, I've done that, and, like, I've experienced that. And... I don't get drunk and make out with girls. <laughs> and no gay guy like, I know does. <laughs> I know, it's it's a complicated situation. I mean, like, like I, I guess I just do it for, like, the circumstances. I, like, I don't really do it for, like, this is getting me going right now. Does it get you, you know? going? <laughs> it's never, it's never pumped it, you know? Like, it's never... Then why are you doing it? Uh, well, it, there's a few circumstances. Like, uh, one time I was, I was out at a party, and then this girl was really into this guy, 
And then I'm like, well, are you a good kisser? And he's like, yeah, I'm great. So I'm like, well, why don't you prove it by making out with her? And then it ends up that he wasn't really into her. <laughs> so then uh, we meet up. Like, we didn't really meet up. It was like, I coat check. I'm leaving. And he's like, do you still want to find out? I'm like, whatever, you know, and I just, I tried to find out. You sound like, like that like, onion story. Why won't those, <laughs> these gay guys all stop sucking my cock? What yeah. is up with all these gay guys sucking my cock? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So this guy was just like, so he was gay or he was bi and you were just an innocent victim? You were a park bench he well, sat his gay ass down on and you couldn't <laughs> run away? Well, like, it, it wasn't like... Like, I don't see it as, like, any threat to me, and I really wanted to find out. You know, this guy was claiming to be, like, the best, and it just ended up being, like, a huge cow tongue on my face, which was horrible, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, I just tried it, and uh, and I wanted to see what would And what how many happen. times have you tried it since, making out with guys uh, when you're drunk? Twice. Twice. Okay, so... And, Perhaps for you, this is a bit shticky, stunty, look how brave I am, look how non-homophobic I am, look how secure I am in my heterosexuality, I can stick my tongue in a dude's mouth yeah, and it, not catch the gay cancer and turn gay myself. Yeah, and thank God it's not contagious, but <laughs> I was just saying, like, with the call, you, you blatantly said that she should leave the guy, right? Yes, but I think yeah. that circumstance is different than the one you are describing. You know, we yeah. here in Gayland are very familiar with closet cases who will have girlfriends that they fuck while they think about Keanu Reeves or whoever it is that turns them on, and then they go to parties and get shit-faced and outcomes, you know, inhibitions lowered, outcomes what they really want, which is they're chasing after dudes, they're hitting on dudes, and that's what that woman described her boyfriend would get drunk at parties and turn into a fag and one day he'll be a sober fag but it doesn't sound like that's what you are you're just crazy (laughs) oh thanks but because i've been confronted though by my girlfriends ex-girlfriends whatever and they were really adamant about me outing myself which i totally didn't have to and wasn't and like what do you think about when you masturbate uh, group stuff. I usually think about, I, I guess, anal a lot. That's my favorite thing. Anal with girls or with... Yeah, yeah, just girls. So you're dating girls, fucking their asses, and making out with guys at parties. Can you see why they might make a leap? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I could totally... Do you see, see why, why they might feel a little insecure? <laughs> totally, totally. But I mean, like, I just feel like they're they were attacking me more than trying to understand me. And I feel like this dude, maybe, you know, he could have been more understood given, like, the small community aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I think he lived in Alaska. so I don't remember where know, I like, Yeah, wherever. like, it was just like, he could have been given, like, an extra chance, you know, I find. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's like, yeah, that's just what I'm saying. Like, it's just like these... Do you, like, know, that, been, do you know that last week was Bisexuality Visibility Week? And I did not know that. He, here you and I are talking about bi-identity as if it's the worst possible thing you could toss at somebody. Like, our, oh, our no. whole conversation is premised on you couldn't possibly be bi. Mm, well, I think you're a I, bit bi if you're making out with dudes and a lot of your sexual erotic imagination involves other dudes, even if there's bank shots off women. I like to coin the term, maybe if it doesn't exist already, bi-curious. I think it already exists, right? <laughs> 
Yes, indeed. I believe that was coined 4,000 years ago. And, and, uh, <laughs> By the Greeks, which I am, so that's just great. You know, you know, in future, if a girl, in the girls you date are worried about you being gay or accusatory, just like assure them that you beat off about chicks and you like fucking girl butt, and that doesn't make you gay. Butt doesn't make a guy gay. Okay, good. I I love my husband's butt. I don't love butt generally, and I certainly don't like girl butt. It's butt specific. Dan is butt specific. Yes. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Bye. Hi, Dan. Um, my name is Katie, and I've been listening to you and reading your column for years. And I just have one little beef that I need to bring up to you. Um, it's kind of regarding the last podcast where there was a girl talking about getting a massage from an Australian guy that was bringing the massage to like a more erotic level. And as a massage therapist who is licensed by the Department of Health, I just have to say that... Um, there are actually laws governing this in most states that you can't actually be licensed by the Department of Health and touch breast tissue or genitals or actually even show any gluteal cleavage, which would be an ass crack. Um, otherwise, you would need to forfeit your license as a massage therapist, and you can be reported and prosecuted by the Department of Health for that. So... While I don't want to interfere with people's sexual pleasure, it would be nice to be able to differentiate at some point between actual massage therapists that do therapeutic massage for relief of pain, et cetera, who are licensed by the Department of Health, and people that are in a sexual service. These people are not massage therapists. If they are proclaiming that they are, then they actually should be reported just on the basis of ethics, not whether or not you know, it's not okay with this person or that person. It's fine if this girl wants to, like, fuck a massage therapist outside of his office, but if he is licensed and he's saying that this is actually a legal massage, like, that's untrue. And he needs to be reported to the Department of Health just to preserve what so many people have worked hard for and getting us to be able to be licensed by the Department of Health because we are trying to move massage therapy out of the realm of sexuality. And since massage is paid for by health insurance in Washington, um, this really is unacceptable. So it's one thing if this guy wants to say he does erotic massage, um, but he really uh, is not legally allowed to, to offer erotic services if he's licensed by the Department of Health. Anyways, I just had to say that because it's very frustrating. I have clients come in um, that... You know, here and there, like, random guys will want some extra service, and I have to make it very clear to them that, like, I'm licensed by the state of Washington. This is not an erotic massage. So it's just frustrating. If people want those things, like, there are places that are designed for them to seek them out, and unfortunately, it really degrades my profession. Hi. I just had to call about the woman who was talking about her massage therapist in Podcast 205. My husband is a massage therapist. He owns a massage therapy school. Your first cue that it was not professional was when he started touching your breasts. That is generally not done unless for a specific reason. You should be wearing a drape. Your body should be covered. Well, the parts that he's not working on should be covered at all times. Um, yeah, he shouldn't be topless on the table on top of you. I mean, all those things are cues that that is not um, a professional massage. Um, and the other 
thing I wanted to add is that he has a license, and the fact that he's touching you sexually, he can lose that license. That is unethical behavior. So he's taking a risk doing that, and it, um, thank you for calling that woman on what she that she obviously is getting into this. She explained it in such great detail with such great enthusiasm. That's obvious, and I am so glad that you called her on it. She really does need to um, tell him. And, yeah, it just made me mad because massage therapists like that, I feel like give, um, they're the reason that um, some of my husband's female students um, are sexually harassed by their male clients. There's a, a definite barrier you need to keep there to keep the massage professional because you are touching someone, and it is um, pleasurable. So anyway, whatever she wants to do with that guy, you know, go for it, but he's not a professional therapist. Thank you. Hi, Dan Savage. I just listened to podcast 205, and the woman called to complain brag about the awesome massages she was getting. I think I speak for thousands of women who are listening. Where the fuck can we find someone like that? Really. Love you, Dan. Bye. Okay, we're going to leave it there. 206-201-2720 is the number. If you'd like to record a question or comment for a future show, give us a buzz. Hey, it's September 28th, the deadline for Hump, my annual amateur and locally produced, and by locally produced, I mean produced anywhere on earth, porn festival happening in Seattle and Portland this November. Deadline for submissions is October 15th, coming right up. Please think about submitting something. You get to be, as we like to say, a porn star for the weekend, not for the rest of your life, because we keep it all off the internet, and we police the audience to make sure no one's surreptitiously filming. All the info you need about submitting, making a short porn, five minutes or less, at humpseattle.com. And me and the tech-savvy at-risk youth will be back at you next week, another installment of the Savage Lovecast. Thanks for listening.